Welcome to Growing a B2B SaaS. On this show, you'll get actionable and usable advice. You'll hear about all aspects of growing a business to a business software company. Customer success, sales, funding, bootstrapping, exits, scaling, everything you need to know about growing a startup. And you'll get it from someone who's going through the same journey. Now your host, Joran Hoffman. Welcome back to another episode of the Grow Your B2B SaaS podcast. Our goal with this podcast is to help you grow your B2B SaaS. Growing your SaaS starts with visibility, getting your software known to your audience. There are many ways to do this, and today we're going to talk about leveraging the network of other sites, and in particular today, Product Hunt. Product Hunt is a site where you can find new products in tech, your product gets hunted by somebody, and then people can vote for you. Becoming the number one product of the day can get you a lot of visibility and new signups. To become product number one isn't easy. We're going to talk with Robin Singvi today, who was able to rank number one without a marketing team. He's the founder of SmartQ, a platform which allows you to create interactive demos. Before he founded SmartQ, has been part of many startups, and a fun fact about the startups he worked at, they all had an exit. Currently living in the US, his roots are in India and also lived in Europe, so you can say that he has seen the startup life in many parts of the world. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Robin. That was quite the introduction, Joran. Flattered, and I appreciate you having me on the podcast. No worries. When I listen to other podcasts, I always ask myself the question, why should I listen to this person? That's why I always start with this question really directly. Why should people listen to you today in your own words? Okay. I'm the founder of SmartQ. As you highlighted, like most startups, we've had our ups and downs. We raised funds. We built a team took a gutsy call and pivoted when we saw our original vision wasn't playing out as expected, launched the new product, and now seeing some great traction and, and hey, I, our customers seem to love us now. So I don't know if that qualifies me as someone folks should listen to, but I think we've done okay. And I'm pretty much a one-man army, plus maybe a couple of interns. And we became product of the day on Product Hunt as a single person. I hope with that, I can share some stories that hopefully the listeners can resonate with. Nice. We haven't launched ourselves on Product Hunt, so I'm definitely going to make notes <laughs> notes today. Let's start with the basics. I quickly mentioned what Product Hunt is, but if we dive a bit deeper, like what is Product Hunt in your words? When you think of Product Hunt in marketing terms, it really is a distribution channel, just like LinkedIn, your emails, or affiliate marketing like Reddit is. And even your website. The only difference is with Product Hunt, you're getting in front of tens of thousands of folks pretty much instantly, right? And depending on your startup and your industry, that can potentially be life-changing, whether it is getting to PMF sooner, getting a bunch of revenue, or even getting the attention of investors. Yeah, and I think one question I wanted to ask as well, like why should SaaS companies care about listing themselves on Product Hunt? But as you mentioned, it is a really nice distribution channel and to get yourself out there. Yeah, for SaaS companies especially, it's like the Oscars of the tech world, right? It's a stage where your product gets this crazy spotlight and being noticed can lead to a ton of benefits, of course, like increased visibility, but also really fast and valuable customer or user feedback, which you would otherwise take so much more time to actually get, right? It's just a great way to test the waters, test your product positioning and all of those factors. And it just allows you to accelerate all of those activities for your product. 
We are going to talk about today how to rank number one on Product Hunt without a marketing team. But I guess if before we get into that, what does it actually bring you? You already mentioned customer feedback, test the waters. But if we look at, for example, traffic, signups, paid clients, like what does ranking number one actually give you? Yeah, especially as a SaaS company, I think you get a lot of bragging rights. And if you're selling to other SaaS companies, ranking number one on Product Hunt can be a great source of establishing credibility. Just enterprise customers think of G2 rankings. A lot of other SaaS companies will talk to you or will be more inclined to talk to you if you can show and prove that you actually did really well on Product Hunt. It means more potential customers, means partnerships, and especially if you rank one, it could also invite a lot of investor interest because for investors specifically, a lot of the times it means that you don't just know how to build a great product, but that you also have the chops as an organization to build an audience, right? Which is generally the two key things when you're launching a startup is can you build a great product and can you distribute? So I think those are two key things that, that you can do when you rank high or number one on product hunt. Of course, you get a great spike in terms of visitors to your site, potential signups and things like that. But the way I've tried to think of it is that it's a lot more long-term. Right. While you can get quite a few short-term benefits, you have to really think of the long-term, right? And so even now, like I get emails from people that, Hey, I found you on product hunt and I saw that you were product of the day. And not just that people are like, I saw the great engagement that you had on your product hunt launch because of which I'm coming to you. And I'd like to do whatever, whether it be a customer, whether it's a partnership or investors. Oh, that's interesting because. Like you always see these posts on LinkedIn when they say like a product hunt launch will give you like really short-term benefits as in give you a spike, but for you as well, like longer term, it does still bring you signups and bring you, brings you leads basically. It, it, it does for sure. Even when now, when we look at our Google analytics, product hunt still is one of those traffic sources for us. So even from an SEO perspective, if you really think about it, I'm not an SEO expert. They always talk about having domain authority and domain ranking and stuff like that. And having that referral or backlink or whatever you call it in SEO to your website or to specific parts of your website goes a long way. Before we, I guess, talk about the strategy, how you get yourself ranked number one, let's Look at the other side. You've probably seen a lot of people or a lot of companies launching on Product Hunt. What is the most common mistake companies making while launching on Product Hunt? Product Hunt launching is very competitive, right? A lot of SaaS companies want to launch theirs. I think the one thing that I've seen is a lot of folks seem to treat their Product Hunt launch as more of an afterthought or just a box to check, right? It's super competitive and to really succeed, you need to like plan ahead. You can't just throw it on there and then expect things to happen, right? You have to engage with the community, put your best foot forward and make the most of essentially that moment in the sun that you have, right? The other thing that I've seen, which I think works negatively for a lot of people is that they tend to like just use brute force or try and game the system, pay people for votes and all of that kind of stuff. And it's interesting, like one is of course that product hunt themselves, I think have continually tweaked their process so that authentic products and their marketing efforts are surfaced to the top. But I think it can actually negatively impact your brand as well. If that's what's happening, where a lot of folks who are on product hunt will see that, Hey, you've got thousands of votes, 
but you're like down at like number six or seven or eight. And that's that that kind of tells them that, hey, you're not doing this right. You're not like putting in the time and effort to build a community of champions, drive awareness and tell your story and use that to build your strategy and success, eventual success on product hunt. So I think, I think it's very important to like do it right and think of the original ethos of product hunt, right? Is to build that community of champions and curious folk and then use that to, to help you grow as a startup. So when we talk about do it right, plan ahead, engage with the community, let's dive into this. We're going to talk about the strategy and the process you took to, to get yourself ranked number one. What did you do before? You already mentioned it, plan ahead. So what does the pre-work actually contain? When you decide that you're going to launch on product, like I think in an ideal world, give yourself 60 days, but I know that's not possible for most startups I know. So give yourself at least 30 right? And use those 30 days as a roadmap leading up to launch, right? And the first and most important thing I think that you need to do is build that community and activate those channels, right? So for me, I was very lucky to have a very small, but I think very supportive group of champions that are part of a monthly update I send out about SmartKey. And a month before I said that, hey, I'm going to do this. And this is how, this is where I need your help. So whether it is promoting or broadcasting my message, or even getting help with, hey, is my messaging right? Is my positioning right? Are my collaterals using that, that network and that power of community to ensure that you're doing the right things? Have a clear sort of checklist and a plan of action on what you want to do pre-launch, day of launch, and post. You also used a bunch of other product hunt support groups, of course, our email databases, LinkedIn, Slack and Discord communities were pretty big. And then we even used our WhatsApp groups and stuff like that. I know WhatsApp is big in India. So we use all of our family groups and friends groups and whatever to like build, build up that hype around, around SmartQ. And I think just like any other go-to-market effort, you have to leverage all that you have at your disposal, right? As an org or as a solo founder like me. Yeah, no, it definitely helps. And I think you've already mentioned it. Like in, you're going to make the community part of the launch. So you're actually asking them to check your collateral and then they also feel part of the launch. So when, once yeah. you go live, it's not just you as a one man band, but it's going to be them as well. Cause yes. they're kind of part of it. Absolutely. You mentioned like all these groups, these things, you don't always know product hunt. And then you think like, it's just this channel, but there's a lot next to it. So you have indeed the Facebook groups you mentioned, WhatsApp groups, like what would you recommend, I guess, people to do when they, before launch, like where should they go and check things out? Yeah. I had the same questions to be honest, when I launched, right. What I actually ended up doing is I wrote a blog post and I also like created a checklist in ClickUp, which we can share in the show notes with people. But which has a bunch of these product hunt launch communities and stuff like that. And it seems very obvious, but the way to get community to support you is to support the community prior to your launch in all of these groups, engage with them, support their launch, give them feedback, engage with the stuff that they've put out, build that goodwill. And then use tools and processes to ensure that you're always staying on top and not just drowning in, in a ton of noise. But yeah, we have a list that I've published of, Hey, here are the groups that you should join. And the cool thing about it is that as soon as you join these groups, and if people see that you're really participating and part of the community, they'll come back and tell you, I remember 
like getting DMs saying that, Hey, I think you're doing cool. Why don't you also join these two, three groups and post your message on there, or they'll do you one better and be like, Hey, you know what? I love what you're doing. So I actually posted it on your behalf in, in my other circles. And so here's the link to join that conversation and show people who you are and what you're trying to build. So I think it's a snowball effect, right? You do the right things, be authentic, engage with your community. And I think it will pay off in spades if you do it right and are true to yourself and the community. Yeah. And I think this is also where you need the 30 days. Cause if you're just going to go on launch day, you're going to yeah. join the communities, you're going to add your link, then nothing is going to happen. Of course. Yeah. And I think that there's a very clear correlation between, cause it's not it, like these communities are not gated, but you see so many people join the day of launch, they come in and they're like, Hey, we're launching. This is what we're doing. Please support us and crickets, right? Yeah. No one's like really engaging with them. So yeah, there, there's no shortcut for sure, to, to doing well on product hunt, or I'm sure it applies to other aspects of building a startup as well. Nice. So we're gonna, we're gonna have a link towards a list that you created of all the groups to join. So this is basically pre-launch. If we yes. talk about the day itself, sure. I guess any best practices on the actual launch? Yeah. There's a lot of chatter about whether you should have a hunter or not, for example, on the day of launch. We like shout out to Kevin William David, like our hunter, great guy. And you know, I, I think he's the number two hunter of all time on product hunt. I'm not 100% sure, but he's pretty high up there. He was super helpful for us in terms of advice and being patient as I got my act together. But having said that, you don't need a hunter to launch on product hunt, to be honest, not anymore. You can do it your own. As long as you create and execute on that playbook for us, it was just that we were newbies. And so having this hunter who wasn't just like there, there's hunters out there who are like, okay, send me the link. I'll launch it. And that's it. But I think Kevin's been part of the community for the longest time. And so he knows he'll coach you through it. So that was great. And yeah, I'm definitely eternally grateful to, to Kevin. And so I think that's one thing doesn't matter whether you have a hunter or not, but definitely find people who've done it before, ask them for their best practices and just again, make them part of your community. So I may be getting rep repetitive, but community, as you can sense is a huge part of launching on product hunt. Some other things are, you know, yeah, obviously avoid bots or like paying people to promote you definitely anti the ethos of product hunt. And also I think their algos are onto that kind of shady stuff. Some of the other things that you can do, like I said, is that engage with every sort of comment on your launch for sure. The day of launch, basically block off your calendar and it's all hands on deck and that's all you are doing, right? Nothing else. Some other, I think table stakes is launch on Mondays at 12.01 AM Pacific time. It gives you the longest leverage right? Not just to be product of the hunt of the day, product of the day on Monday itself, but actually you could be product of the week on the end of the week and launching on Monday just gives you that little bit of an edge. Yeah. And like I said, there's a whole checklist, which I'm happy to share in a playbook that folks can look at and just go through it. I'll say that I'm sure it's slightly dated now because we launched September of last year, but I think it's still a great start and we're, we're going to update it pretty soon as well, because we're planning another launch by the way. So <laughs> for anybody listening, then definitely check them out when, once they go live. And I think these things are nice, right? Like launch on Monday at a specific time. Like you have to know these kind of small things, but really important things yeah. before, before doing it. And 
you mentioned already find people who've done it before. Like, how did you get the number two hunter to actually hunt, for example, you guys? Like, it's very interesting. I was like, I have nothing to lose in reaching out to Kevin William David. Like, he went in with the default understanding that he's going to say no. And I was like, hey, Kevin, I've been following you for a long time. This is what we're doing. We'd love it if you'd launch us. And he said, yes. <laughs> you know, that's it. Like, it was, there was a cooler story there, but Kevin's just a great guy. I actually encourage people who are a little bit intimidated by that fact, just reach yeah. out. Like his email is public. He's more than happy to engage with you and launch your product. Now, I'm sure like he gets a ton of people hitting him up every day, but, but he's a good guy. And I think we'll be willing to help you out. And there's actually a lot of other folks who do this as well and are very well respected in the product hunt community. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you can launch yourself, but of course, if you have people who've done it before and who already have the, a big network, then it is going to help you a lot. Yeah. I think it helps you to avoid the mistakes that, that other people have potentially made. It allows you to focus on the things that you need to do and get right, as opposed to like doing things and realizing that, oh, I shouldn't have done this. So if you have people who've done it before, you have that added advantage. Yeah, definitely. Definitely makes sense. We had the launch, I guess what happens, you mentioned it already engage with everybody, block off your day, make sure you're going to be on it. If we talk about after the launch, what's going to happen then? What do you need to do or what maybe things you don't need to do? So if we think of post-launch, you're going to definitely see a big spike in your, if you do the launch, right, you're going to see a big spike on all of your properties, whether it's your website or any of the social properties that you have, you should plan for how are you going to engage these folks who come on, right? Having the right sort of call to actions, using your chat bots or whatever, to make sure that if you as an individual are not able to engage everyone, you still have a process to get them into your funnel and then are able to reach back out. I think one thing I'll say is that I think there's the thrill of launching on product Hunt and seeing like a lot of traffic, a lot of signups and things like that. But I think you also have to be very realistic that not all of it is going to be real and real in the sense that not all of them are going to be a target customers. So it's okay. I had this phase where I think two weeks after launch, I realized that, oh my God, we got like X thousand people signing up and suddenly our engagement is down to in the hundreds. But then when you, when we actually kind of went in and tried to analyze the data, we realized that a lot of them were just, just passing by and they're like, oh, this is cool. Let's check it out. So no harm, no foul, but don't let it get to your head in a good or a bad way. There's only positive things that, that will come from it. The cool thing is that the feedback that you will get is generally going to be very, it'll be critical, but it'll be supportive. It won't be like nasty. So people will come in and give you feedback that you're like, oh my God, I wish I had this kind of feedback sooner. I think you mentioned something really important, right? I think the people who go to product hunt are like early adopters. So they know, like, of course, the phase you're in. And as you mentioned, like they actually give you positive feedback and, or at least feedback, which you can do something with. And I think that's really important. Like it will help you shape the product going forward. Growing a B2B SaaS is tough. We know this is why we started Redditus. We help you to grow your monthly recurring revenue without high upfront costs. How? By leveraging someone else's network and only giving away a commission when they deliver you a paid client. It's called affiliate marketing. It's already a really cost-effective and scalable revenue channel. 
We even made it better for you. With Redditus, you can start for free and only start paying us when you generate revenue. Learn more at www.getredditus.com. Like you, you already mentioned it, you're going to launch again. You have a playbook, you have a checklist, but I can imagine you're going to do things differently next time. Yeah. So of course there's like a lot of things that we think we'll do differently. I believe we also had issues in terms of just personnel, right? Me and a couple of interns. So this time around, if we can plan it better, I have a marketing team now, very small, but I think very efficient and effective and smart group of people putting in place processes where Looking back, we could have done more to convert to traffic. We got into signups and perhaps paid clients. And I think we could have learned a lot more in terms of our product, our audience, if we had some of the right things in place, right? When people come into our product, ensuring that they have a way to give feedback better, as opposed to having to go through hoops, having the right sort of systems in place to, to attract them and then send them a note out again, get them converted. And pre-launch, I know that I need to organize myself a lot better, right? Track a lot more channels and go through a lot more channels to, to get more people through the door and more people aware of what we're doing and have a proper go-to-market plan in place. And I think the team is working on that because I think we're going to launch middle of next month. We should start to see some announcements come through in a few days and hopefully we can also plug that in in the show notes. Yeah, we'll definitely do. And I think this is like a great thing you mentioned, right? You have the preparation for the actual launch, but you also need to, of course, prep on how do you convert the traffic and how do you get the most out of the traffic you're going to get and the signups. And I think that's really important because like people probably sign up once and if they don't are able to leave feedback or communicate with you, then they are going to leave and drop off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure there are a lot of people who came through and I was like, if I would have even just had the time or the processes or the tools of just ping them again, once in the right frame, I could have gotten a lot more out of our previous launch, but Hey, you live and learn. So exactly. And you still were number one. So I think you did a good job there. I like to always ask these questions as in advice on a certain stage. So when we talk about launching on product hunt, what kind of advice would you give somebody or SaaS founders who are just growing to 10 K MRR? Okay. So I think this advice can be generic to, to whether someone's launching on product hunt or not. Right. But I think if you're talking 10 K MRR, like super early stage founders, the focus needs to be on building a strong foundation for your product and your value proposition, right? What you're trying to do is try and have a really clear understanding of your ICP or your target audience, right? And product hunt becomes an opportunity for you to test your messaging and positioning, right? When you engage with the community, you gather that feedback, you want to be able to use it and leave your bias aside and use it to make your product and your messaging and communication even better, right? So I think product hunt itself, I think it's a great way to get unbiased, critical, and generally very helpful feedback and advice. It certainly helped us understand our target audience and their problem statement better and I'll say it publicly, it actually helped us pivot much sooner than we would have otherwise, especially at an early stage. That's what you need to really focus on, like strong foundation for your product and refine your value proposition. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of SaaS 
founders struggle with, right? To get feedback or to get people to try their product. So Product Hunt is a great way to get feedback early users and indeed may have to pivot after all the feedback you received. Yeah, for sure. Nice. We're going to take it one step further. Let's say people pass the 10K MRR, growing to 1 million ARR. What kind of advice would you give them? First thing I'll say is that good on you for sticking it out, going from 10K to a million dollar ARR. That's something to be proud of. But again, I think, okay, if we look at product hunt as the sort of the pivot here, as you approach a million dollar ARR, I think product hunt then becomes a fantastic platform for refining your go-to-market strategy, building your brand awareness or reinforcing it, right? And maybe even building a, essentially a long tail of leads and prospects in your funnel, right? Of course, like at, even at this stage, right? Yes, you're at a million dollar AR, but it's important that you have a solid sort of go-to-market in place for your launch and a process, like I said, for managing and nurturing the leads that come to the platform. Because at a million dollar AR, what you really want is that fuel to take you to 10 million, 5 million, whatever it is. So using Product Hunt well and using that initiative or that milestone as a stepping stone to further refine your processes, I think can be really powerful. Yeah, because in the end, you will get a lot of people checking you out again. Indeed, like you can build on your brand, but in the end, you still yeah. need to refine everything, of course, which yes. always needs to happen as we yes, want to yes. grow fast. We talked about a lot. Any final thoughts, I guess, you want to share with other B2B SaaS founders? So I think I've said it enough, but always remember that launching a product hunt is just one piece of the puzzle. It's an incredible opportunity, but it's also not the end all and be all. Right. It's essential to have a, like a very comprehensive growth plan in place that goes beyond product. Hunt. I'd say stay focused on your customers, your product and your mission. And yes, it's easier said than done, but definitely remember to enjoy the journey and laugh along the way. I know it's tough. I've been there, but what if you can try and enjoy that journey of being a SaaS founder already done the hard part. So enjoy what will come next. I think that's really good advice to expand on that a little bit. Like yesterday, for example, I went to the SaaS Awards here in the Netherlands and it's really nice to meet like-minded people offline because it's really easy to stick in your own online bubble and especially nowadays, right? So finding like-minded people offline is going to help you sometimes to boost your energy a bit and to see that, yeah, people are struggling and you're not alone in this. Yeah, I think you're very right on that, Joran. I think the pandemic sort of forced us to go inwards and we did not have the luxury of being in person with people. And, and yeah, I think you know, I'm realizing it too. The more I meet people in person or coffee or a drink or a meal, it really helps. And talking about that, if people want to have a coffee with you or they do want to chat about with you, like where can they reach out to you and get in contact with you? I love to chat with anyone who is just wants to swap SaaS stories or wants to know about my journey with SmartQ. If you're ever in Portland, definitely. We have great coffee, great beer. So hit me up. I'd love to take you out. But if not, find me on LinkedIn. My first name, last name, Robin Singby. And of course, our website is getsmartq.com if you want to learn more about what we're building at SmartQ. And we also have a fledgling YouTube channel with the handle at GetSmartQ. So definitely check us out, support us there. And like I said, we're going to launch again our product hunt. And while we're grateful to the community that we built up, we'd love to have their Redditus community support us as well.
Nice. This show is going to go live, I think, at the end of April. So it will be two weeks before launching. So we're going to make sure that we're going to put all the links towards it in the show notes so you can find them, find them there. Love it. Love it, Joran. I really appreciate you having me on and I enjoyed our conversation. Likewise. It was great having you, Robin. Thanks. Awesome. You've been listening to Growing a B2B SaaS. Yoran has been ahead of customer success before founding his own startup. He's experiencing the same journey you are. We hope you've gotten some actionable advice from the show. And we hope you had fun along the way. We know we did. Make sure to like, rate, and review the podcast in the meantime. To find out more and to hook up with us on our social media sites, go to www.getreadiness.com. See you next time on Growing a B2B SaaS.